Welcome to the Retrospect Podcast, a show where people come together from different walks of life and discuss a topic from their generation's perspective. My name is Ian, and as always, I'm joined by Jason. Hello, everyone. Miranda. Hello. And Tony. Hello. I thought I would do it that way now because uh-huh. she's she's been on the podcast more than she more uh-huh. than more than not. I think. Okay. Well, you're just going around the table. Oh, right, right, so. right. But I also you have apparently a story you want to tell us about. Um, you went to um, astronaut training, or what was it you said? <laughs> <laughs> A um, couple weeks ago with the accident, um, we have to do some vestibular stuff because my balance is not improving. In some ways, it feels like it's getting worse. So they set me up for this vestibular testing, and they said it would be an all-day affair. The testing goes for four hours. Yikes. And they looked at Miranda and I, and then he looked at me and said, this will be the worst day of your life. Oh, my gosh. Gee. And I'm like, <laughs> "That's what? No, thank you. And um, basically, it felt like I was in some type of training for a jet pilot or astronaut yeah, or NASA something. program. Because <laughs> you get stuck in this chair, strapped. They put all these things, leads on your head. You got this big visor on, this... Uh, it looks like a um, what? What do you? What's the gaming? The Vultur- ocular. Virtual reality. The ocular stuff. Yeah. The, uh, virtual reality. Virtual reality things, and they're squirting hot air or cold water in your ears. Gosh. And, no, that's uh, uh, that don't sound very. But what it does is it tests your ear and your inner ear and things like that. And then the chair spinning and twirling and spunning and yeah. do Oh my God, everything. did they put you in zero G? At, <laughs> at times it felt like it. <laughs> but what they're doing is, is they're seeing what your brain is doing, what your eyes are doing. It, mm. it keeps track of your eyes. It keeps track of all of these things. And a fun fact is that the day was not fun, mm. but a fun fact in it is, is a couple of weeks before the accident, I had the surgeries where I had the toric lenses put in. Mm-hmm. And Miranda has made the joke about that I look like an animal at night with the reflective eyes, you know, when you sign the car and yeah. the yeah. lights. And well, my eyes do that. Oh, wow. It almost messed up the vestibular oh. test today <laughs> because they kept going, oh, wait, what is that? Oh, no, is it his eyes? His eyes, his are, eyes are glowing. Oh, man, look at his eyes. And <laughs> they, they do. Even... He's got that night shine. Really? So it's just like when you look out in the backyard and you see a raccoon's eyes oh, flashing back gosh. at you, that's what his eyes wow. are like. Yeah, it's awesome. Scary. I always I always thought, what was it, uh, Vin Diesel and Pitch, per- Pitch Black? Pitch Perfect. <laughs> Pitch Black. Yeah, Pitch Black, yeah. And uh, he oh, had yeah. those eyes where he'd pull the he, glasses He called, off. he had a shine. Oh, yeah, his yeah, shine. Yeah. He had a shine. You had to do something. Something right. really bad to get a shine. I do think it is uh, um, ironic that you were saying that your balance was getting worse, and so they strapped you in a chair and spun you around <laughs> to, to make it better. Well, that's better. just the chair. I, I know, I know. But I'm, they I'm tell playing. you, don't eat, don't drink anything yeah. four hours before yeah. the test, and you're like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what am what, I getting what myself What are you going to do? And um, I think they did find some things out from the test. Of course, they have to take all the results and go over it. Mm-hmm. But um, man, that well, they was... want to see. They want to narrow down and pinpoint exactly if right. the balance issue is coming from within the ear itself and the vestibular system, or if it's coming from within the brain, or if it's combination thereof. And so they they put because there was the... some damage to the brain. Right, right, right. And so it, the, when you, you know, we got to figure it may right. be a combination of both. It may be more of this. It may be more of that. But this these tests, it was a series of four tests, are supposed to help determine what's going on. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, I mean, one step closer, I hope. But it yeah. was a mess. I bet. 
Well, speaking of messes, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. it's been an eventful afternoon, hasn't yes, it? it has. <laughs> um, we originally were going to do the episode tonight, or for next Monday, um, the 23rd, that drops on the 23rd, on the Israeli conflict. And we have a special guest, um, a great friend of mine and Miranda's, um, Rabbi Barry Weinstein, will be was going to join us, but... Mm-hmm. They had some um, some events happen today, and he had to go and deal with that. He's a busy man. He He's is very busy, right especially now. with all his people. And, you know, um, we just want everybody to go ahead and mark it on your calendar. Um, that uh, oh, twenty that would be the thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Well, we will drop the um, the Israeli conflict show on everybody and mark your calendars down and get ready because be that's going to be a big show, and we're gonna have a great special guest. Um, Jason walked in having, uh, looks like six inches worth of uh, <laughs> yeah. notes and papers. Yeah. And I have a small stack, but most of my stuff is on my pad here. And, right. um, uh, one day I'll move into the technology arena. Yeah. I cleared off a whole space for you. I know. I, I haven't, I just have not had time to go to right. get my iPad and just... Good. You know. Well, so much is happening over in Israel at the moment. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That it's almost changing by the hour. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine how much bigger everyone's stack of information is going to be by next week. Oh, I can only imagine because it was or just how much even today evolved. we were we were watching the news flashes, you know, coming up constantly about you know different um, breaking news and different events and different situations. So we're going to have right. a lot more material for next week. As and well. I, I I also wouldn't be opposed to possibly kind of like you know doing like like checkpoints like during that episode kind of talking about what caught what started this and then of course you know the the story so far kind of things to recap for everyone i don't think it'd be a bad idea either Mm -hmm. so well i brought a timeline of the the israel nation and a timeline of these events yeah so i was ready for that but we'll that's definitely do that next week when we have the rabbi here and Mm -hmm. um, well and rabbi barry is a historian at heart so he will be he will be happy to tie it all together for us i'm excited for that and i hope everyone else is because that's going to be i think a really big episode well i want to i want to just throw a little tidbit in that if if we can when miranda and i met Mm -hmm. um I knew the day that I met her, I would be marrying her. And I think I've shared that with everybody. Mm-hmm. And we have a number of pastor and minister friends and stuff like that. Right. And so we were like, you know, who would we get to marry us that wouldn't butt hurt everybody else because we didn't ask them. <laughs> but in our conversations, there was one man that we both knew that... Um, we had both known for... For years and years like before decades. we met. <laughs> wow. And it was Rabbi Barry Weinstein. So... Rabbi Barry is the one who married us. Wow, that's awesome. So that's it's great. A neat little story there for us. And um, I've known this man for decades, and mm-hmm. he is just an amazing influence on my life. And I can't wait to get him on the show. Oh, yeah. And, and experience doing the show with him. Right. I hate that it's a, yes. such a terrible topic because right. I would have liked to have had him on just for, mm-hmm. you know, having him on the show and, and right. he is a historian at heart and just the stuff I cannot wait to pick his brain yes mm-hmm. and you will get that opportunity uh, and he loves awesome. people picking his brain he even brought over things um from the holocaust museum to educate my kids 
on wow. on different stuff. Like mm-hmm. he had a you know like a traveling exhibit from the. He brought it all over and he's pulling it out of his car and he's showing the. It, you know, it's like he loves to teach and educate. So it's it's going to be a um, a really informative night. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, so look forward to it. Mark your calendar, uh, October the 30th. Yep. Uh, we'll drop at 6 a.m. on the Israeli conflict. And uh, please forgive us for having some changes in the, the agenda for tonight, but I think it'll be worth the wait. Because oh, yeah. we got something kind of goofy tonight. Yeah. But um, I think that's going to be— A little palate cleanser before yeah. we get into some <laughs> heavy stuff. I think that's going to be an amazing show. I'm looking forward to it and not looking forward to it in the same sense that it's such a tough topic. Yeah. But I'm glad to do it with y'all and with, with our friend. Exactly. All right. So you mentioned tonight. Mm. What What is the topic of the hour then? All right. The topic of the hour is, it is getting too expensive to have fun in this world. Ooh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> I would agree with that. When you think about, and I saw this article, I forgot the publication that it was on, but it, it basically says that how expensive is it to go to a concert now? Oh, man. I think, what is it, the, the Swifties are talking the, about $10,000 a ticket to go see Taylor hard, Swift now. The hard part is like the second that, that tickets goes on sale, um, they all get bought up by like third party Mm-hmm. people robots and, yeah, right, yeah but, like, they, but it's all these other like seat geek and all these other like or ticket master whatever they are mm-hmm. buy up all the tickets and of course sell them at like a just this outrageous rate and of course you know mm-hmm. by the time the actual event comes around like the week before the price of all of a sudden just tank because yeah you know, well it, buying them. And, and that's that's a great point too but i asked miranda the other day there's a movie that's come out with leonardo caprio and um Al- um uh uh-oh. I'm the one with the memory problem here, people. Uh, oh, Robert shit. De Niro. Robert, Robert De Niro. Yes. God, I got to do something about this memory, too. Um, and I said, baby, can we go see the movie when it comes out? And her first, obviously, a yes yeah. was her first thing. But then we said, well, do we need to go get a loan? <laughs> because... No, I got to put it on my credit people, card. <laughs> yeah, for two people going to a movie is going to be $90. Jeez. If you want popcorn and a drink and maybe yeah. a little Whoa. thing of candy or something. And then the movie, you know, the movie well, it's tickets. almost $20 a ticket for, for the movie. And then yeah. it's $26 for popcorn and $16 Jeez. for a well, soda. I, I, and, I'm going to tell you, I know because I eat out a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. seen the price of food. Yeah. And it's nothing now for me to drop for lunch just to feed myself $25. Golly. I mean, that is just crazy. I remember back in 20, 2013, 2014, when I was working my like my first job and was like kind of eating like lunch uh at at my at, like in my office or whatever, and we like go out for lunch, you know, a couple days out of the week. I would spend something like ten to fifteen dollars, and that's not including like a tip. If we went to a place where I would like sit down, but well, you're right though. But you're right though. Now it would be twenty five dollars. Today, today I went to Nukes to okay. get me something to eat. Yeah, I had the turkey avocado sandwich, Ooh, which wow. is very good. <laughs> I've had, that, but it's yes. that's not a big sandwich, right? It's not. Nothing there is very big. No, portion yeah. size. It's not very big, and I had that and a bowl of pasta, which mm-hmm. ain't much. Yeah, a bag of chips, 
and a drink. It was $19. I believe it. Well, Miranda, I mean, I'm like, I guess we can name drop on this show, right? But Miranda and I used to like to go to Rocco's. What is it? Rocco's. Rocco's. Mm. That's and, good. Um, and get, I, I would always get the big sandwich. Yeah. And I love their roast beef there. And then we would, you'd get us, you know, a little half a sandwich and then we'd get fries or some onion rings or something like their that. Sweet potato fries. Sweet potato yes. fries. And last time we went, we got one big sandwich, split it, fries and two drinks, and it was $40. Oh, yeah. That's I'm going, right. what yeah. the hell? <laughs> no, this is lunch. You're not yeah. going to, why do you have to spend $40? And that's that splitting an entree too. And then splitting an entree. Right. Yeah, that wasn't just the, the whole, you know, and thank God I don't eat uh, as much I anymore. Mean, it's, it's, I mean, I am, I'm dropping a lot of money right now on food. I, I, if I really did a serious analysis of my monthly expenditures oh, and yeah. just how much money I spend on food, I probably don't want to know. Well, it's the same thing for I mean, me. I really don't. Well, I, I mean, you, if you think about it, you know, how I many you eat out four times a week. That's what it sounds like when yeah. you talk to us. You're eating out four four times a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it's four lunch times. and dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know how how much is that? I yeah. mean, you're spend. You just said twenty dollars. Okay. So that's eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. Eighty to a hundred dollars every week. So just say four hundred dollars a month. That's just on your eating out. Right. How much do you do you cook at home too? No, not really. Okay. So what do you what do you so are you eating out every meal? On pretty much. Unless yes. I go to eat at, unless I, you know, go to my parents' house or, right, right. or you know, go to a friend's house for, you know, those yeah. rare occasions that, you know, something like that. Or just there's some other event that I go to that there may be food there. Mm-hmm. But I very seldom. Well, that's one of the things when I went out before I met Miranda and stuff and I was living in Prairieville, Louisiana. I, I had my own place there and I'm, I'm always cooking. And I, I always cook for 30 people. Yeah. And I would put it in the freezer, and I tried to get my meal cost down to about $3 a meal. Mm. And when you cook that much and you do beans and you mm. do, you know, pasta dishes and you do things like that, you try to get that per meal cost down. You can't do that cooking for two people. No, you can't. You just can't do that yeah. until you can maximize your space and the ingredients that you're putting in. Man, it's the, the expensive, small, right? and the, and now the food is you know a uh, buck eighty five more than it was exactly you know a hundred and eighty yeah. something percent more than it was before COVID. I, and I'm I was going to say that like COVID really I feel like everything after the pandemic has there's been a couple of things that it's it's changed a lot of it like a lot of places now ask for or they I, they don't. They prompt for tips, mm-hmm. in, right? In places that never used to prompt, yeah, for like which McDonald's. Takes the heck out I of know. me. <laughs> we won't. We don't have to get into that if you don't want to. But 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 not only is the prices everything going up, but now it feels like there's this almost kind of like dirty expectation of like I also should deserve a tip as well. My, my memory is like, bad, but didn't we did we talked? Didn't about we it. do an episode <laughs> yes, on how much did. did you tip? That was, good, that was a feel, good episode. But I feel like even even from when we did that episode, I feel like the times have changed, changed. In, in a way yeah. where it my feels mom and so I went more. to a restaurant a couple weeks ago. We were in Hammond, and uh, we stopped and had lunch. And um, the restaurant put a fee on the bill. There was a sign on the door saying that they were going to be adding a three percent surcharge to any credit card. That's, that's normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
they put it on the bill regardless. We paid cash. They still put oh, it on. Uh-uh. Yes, you had to ask for them to remove it. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. And they were they were set, it was such bad service that we're like we're not waiting around for no. you know a buck eighty, um, but it was just it was pitiful. And it was just like you know I don't want to see somebody requesting you know you know a ten percent surcharge for the kitchen staff. I don't want to you know it's just like I feel like. But, yeah, hey, the guys that that pick up the garbage, you know, when we mm-hmm. get the uh, the 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 sewage and the garbage bill coming, I I'd be willing to bet they're going to ask. Well, for our a tip garbage too. bill has gone up from sixty dollars to eighty dollars in the past year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And Everything only fifteen dollars of that comes from water. The rest is all the garbage fees, mm-hmm. and they skip our street half the time anyway. Ooh, that's something else. We we. We missed a target on that one too. The, the saltwater intrusion coming up. Yeah. They say it's kind of over right now, but New Orleans was in a bind, and Baton Rouge was fixing to get in a bind. The Mississippi is the lowest it's been in decades. Oh yeah, well, and so dumb. the salt water was encroaching on our cities and our drinking supplies. Oh, and luckily we've kind of uh, uh, averted that little thing coming. But that water no, was all, fixed all of Louisiana has been like yeah. what felt like a drought for like two months. I mean, the normal than what we were usually used to. Well, coming back to the topic at yes, hand. Yes, I'm sorry. I, well, you 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 know I bring stats. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love stats. Uh, <laughs> Nearly half of American families are struggling to afford diapers. Mm -hmm. One third of working families can't afford basic needs. Mm -hmm. That is the the state of America right now. You said one third? One third. Well, they Um, say 75% of Americans are one major auto repair away from bankruptcy. Think think about that. You blow your transmission or your engine and you go into bankruptcy. Well, I mean, that touches back on, I think people's saving habits too right yeah, if I don't you don't make enough can you can't save right, save right, right now I think you can't that, save. I, I i just think though when the times i just think as a as a general principle we mm-hmm. don't save as we can't as our previous generations did right. mm-hmm. um, I, I pulled up one statistic that said 59 percent of america american families are experiencing financial strain from their children's sporting activities and Yikes. 49% said that they will make it work, and another 11% plan on going into debt for their kids to do so childhood like, like sports. So like travel ball, and I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. I was having this discussion with somebody, you know, on this very topic, and the amount of time and effort that families are now putting into stuff. I'm like, I mean, when I grew up, you grew, you played in, the, in a vacant lot right. in, in the <laughs> neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, there was no. Dis- we know travel. families that have their ki- their girls in dance class, and each one of those outfits is four, five, six hundred dollars, and the kids might have three outfit changes for the night for their little concert, and the parents can't even go to the concert without paying an additional door fee. Mm-hmm. So the parents are paying through the nose for all these lessons for months on end. They're paying thousands of dollars for the uniforms and the shoes and and travel costs and all this other kind of stuff, and then they they have to pay freaking tickets at the door to see their kids do their goofy little dances you know it's it is it's like everybody has become so fixated on a money grab mm. and everything has become a money grab yeah well uh, according to this i'm seeing a cnbc or uh, article nearly 60 percent uh a family say youth sports are a financial strain 
I can speak to that as well. I have a coworker of mine that has two kids that are doing extracurricular sports activities. I don't even think I don't think they're doing like too much. I think they're doing like what would be considered at least what was normal. Semi normal, yeah, semi normal. Right, right, right. They're not like they're doing anything crazy, but even then, she's still like, man, having two kids doing extracurricular sports activities that they love to do is becoming financially a struggle. Mm -hmm. But heaven forbid me go tell my son that he can't go play football when it's like the thing makes him most happiest. It's like, mm-hmm. man, you, you just, you justify it at that point. Cause you're like, I can't well, tell my son. No, it becomes, or, you know, there's peer pressure. Right. Right. But if everybody's doing it, then all of a sudden you're going to be the meanie, you know, <laughs> that you, you're not, you know, why can't I go and do this? And it's, it's just gotten out of hand. I, I just, I don't understand. Now for someone who doesn't have kids, I, I, I don't understand that world. Right, because I didn't grow up in that kind of world. I played organized sports. I mean, at school, I remember I played football a little bit. I played soccer, uh, which I loved. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure there was some cost involved with that, but there was none of this traveling like out of state and all these things that I know. No, that was the school. That was now. high school. That was junior yeah. high, and the, the school picked up a lot right. of that. And they had it's, the buses for the kids and. You may have followed the bus in your car to the next town over, and it wasn't that kind of expense. And the ticket to get into the football game was $2 or $5. Now it's $30 to get into a high school football game. And I'm like, wait, what? And you can buy season passes. It's it's ridiculous. I know, you know, looking back, my, my oldest boy played football. I want to say grade seven, eight, and nine. Then then he got into wrestling and and track and field and all that kind of stuff. But when he was playing football, coaches wouldn't play you unless you were also signed up for all their private coaching sessions that were running in the summer and the different well, boot camps, whatever they call them, mm-hmm. you know, drills and all this kind of stuff. So even if you were just a regular parent that paid the school all of your fees so your kids could play the sport, they were going to be riding the bench unless you were doing all sorts of extra stuff, um, manning the manning the concession stands and and sitting there for eight hours a day and and doing all these extra things like there was a lot of politics involved which is not right um but it's just it has gotten so hard for families and i think you know when you look at even fast food places they're getting rid of the dollar menu you know a lot Mm -hmm. of the dollar menus are now three dollar menus they they call them the budget line or you know the value value meals go to dollar general how much is a dollar in dollar general well nothing is a dollar in dollar general Mm -hmm. everything is three dollars five dollars what i i don't think dollar general saves anybody any money it's just convenient um dollar tree you know dollar stores are now a dollar 25 well i'm looking at some of these numbers in sports and what families pay out I mean, look at this, some of this. Lacrosse, average is $7,956 Ooh. to a maximum of 17500 Hockey, 7013 to $19,000. Baseball, softball, average, 4044 The maximum almost goes up to $10,000. Wow. Football, about $2,700, the maximum of almost 10000 So people are paying for these sports yeah. almost what private school would cost. Yes. That's, in, that's on mm-hmm. top of whatever tuition they mm-hmm. may be paying. Mm-hmm. And whatever extracurricular things, because a lot of parents are so involved with these sports that they're still running their kids in extra weekend coaching programs or you know boot camps or all these other kinds of things. 
And that's probably not involved in that cost. Yeah, but how much fun is this? The topic for today is it's, 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 you know, the cost of having fun okay. is, is getting too expensive. Mm-hmm. What, what does it cost now when, when Miranda and I went to Vegas when we, when we first met? That was, we just wanted to have a trip together and go do something and have some experiences and find out how the other one traveled and, you know, things like that. That was expensive. That was an expensive trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just... Our helicopter ride didn't help, though. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> well, yeah. my, my but question, we saw Chris Angel, and yes. we were like five rows back. That was pretty cool. So, but, but what's considered fun? I mean, Stoney, growing up, what was considered the fun things for you to do? What What did you do to entertain yourself? Went down and played in the canal with the crawfish. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okay. We had the that, best right? ditch. And then we weren't allowed really to leave our yard for a certain couple of years. Right. But we had the best ditch to jump over it with our bicycles. Oh, yeah. And all the neighborhood, we would build the ramps and jump over it. But that wasn't a family activity. For family activities, like, did you go to the fair as a kid? No. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. We ate grits Sometimes three <laughs> times a day, so my dad could have his LSU football tickets, season yeah. football tickets. <laughs> Your dad was a big asshole. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. But, Damn. you know, but I mean, I'm just trying to think. I mean, so for you, uh, the, what I've been here, I mean, it, not a whole lot of money is no. probably expended on nope. what I would call entertainment. No. Mm-hmm. For me, other than a little bit of school sports, uh, I, I played in a, in a a public league for soccer when I was younger. Um, I don't recall that being when a huge outlay of money on that, if I recall. Um, Ian, um, I mean, what what uh, would be what, for growing yeah. up? What was your I was homeschooled, so like I, I had a lot of uh, a lot of playing in the neighborhood with my brothers was like a big thing as a kid. But then like an extracurricular I did was karate. I did taekwondo for probably six years. And the funny thing is, my mom used to help work as the receptionist in the office to help uh, to uh, pay for some of my classes. It's like a she didn't really get trade off. Like yeah, she didn't really okay. get because she homeschooled us and was like doing GED for other like kids and stuff. Like we talked about on the show before. And during some of that, I think I would go on like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and she would help run the desk and run the books because she used to do like bookkeeping for like banks and stuff like that or whatever it was. And so she would help do some of that to help as like a... That's what I'm saying. You, you so, scratch my back. So what, sure, I'm saying. Well, yeah. I was telling Stoney, like when I was a kid, and you have to admit, I grew up in small town Canada. There wasn't a whole lot to do. Yeah. Um, it's cold most of the time. <laughs> um, I went to the movies almost every Tuesday. Wow. Like, but we had, I don't know what it was, like a $2, $2.50. Right, you yeah. know, that was the cheapy yeah. night. Toonie Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, they didn't have Toonies oh, back well, then. Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, I, I predated the Toonie. Oh, I see. Um, which is a $2 coin for, right. yeah, for the people. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> for people not aware of Canadian coinage. Um, but, you know, I went to I went to the movies a lot. But I also remember going every year to the fair. You know, we had the GNE, which was the... The local fair. We had the yeah. CNE, which was the big fair in Toronto, and we would go to all of those things. And it wasn't. It was. I wouldn't say it was. It was like something that families just did, and everybody's family did. There wasn't anybody in my class whose family didn't go to the fair. Um, it wasn't a financial burden. You know, I mm. look as I, I lived in Houston for many many years. If I wanted to take my kids to the Houston rodeo, which is their equivalent of the 
of the annual fair, what are you looking at? 60 to $120 a ticket, and that's if you don't do any of the um, the concerts. And then you have $50 to park. And, you know, it's just like you could not take your family to the Houston Rodeo probably for under $500 and mm-hmm. do anything there. If you wanted to do any rides or see any of the events or, you know, do anything special, that amount would only go up exponentially. And so it's like that takes it with all these families right now kind of living on the edge and living so precariously with how their budgets have been stressed over the past several years. Mm-hmm. It's not easy just to take your kids to the fair. It's not, oh, it's a given. I'm going to take my family to the fair. I'm not going to take my family to the movies. I, nobody can go to a concert now unless you Mm-mm. just have take out extra, alone. extra yeah. you know, money just kicking around. Mm-hmm. Um, kids aren't going to be going. You know, because who's going to spend the money on taking, you know, children? So it's like the experiences that this younger generation, you know, we're a generational show. We try to we try to tie things back to generations. We're, we're growing a generation of kids right now that will not have had anywhere near the experiences that we all had growing up because of finances. Mm. I think a lot of it, too, is all so digital. Like, I don't think there's a whole I think there are places out there to do things together now which i think is something that the pandemic did like helped like get us back out to try and like do things out like in like a face-to-face interaction face-to-face interaction but i think it also has capitalized the idea of like now we're going to probably extort you for all your money you know because you know you're willing to spend it because you're so pent up and everyone just wants to have a social life now we don't do well as a species locked up in our houses nope we just Mm -hmm. don't psychologically it you know, I, I kind of wondered if, you know, if the pandemic would have been a lot worse. Yeah. You know, what would have been the consequences of people really, truly being afraid? I think, I think we'll find out in December and the beginning of the next year because it's coming back. What, and they're another, ready. Well. They're I, ready. I hope not. Another another thing for me, uh, after I was my teenage years, um, I used to do guitar lessons. And I used to also, you know, play with a group and kind of help out and volunteer and stuff, playing guitar and stuff. And my, but my, my, my grandparents chipped in both, both my grandmas on both sides chipped in and bought my first guitar for me. I think so. you said that, told that story have, on yeah, the episode. It was very nice. Before. I mm-hmm. still have it somewhere. And I, well, I, I, I mean, I, I just think that the things that I recall as a child, the cost of doing those things, and I'm, I'm not talking about organized, just being yeah. able to entertain yourself Right. Which most people did because there was never really going out mm-hmm. and doing things. It was, I mean, you did those things occasionally, but it wasn't something that was, I think, as ingrained as what society is now. Um, I, I didn't have to spend but any see, money I, I because remember. I used to, like say, go in the canal, yeah. go crawfishing but or even like, whatever. I remember growing up. There was Sam's maybe, but what was what was the other big one? It was a big Canadian company. Superstore? Superstore. 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 I, remember, I remember that. I remember mom going in. Dad would only give mom X amount of dollars a month to spend on food. And I think she had like $300 to spend on this part of the food and maybe another $100 to spend. There was three kids. And I remember going into that Superstore and there was two or three big buggies full of food. Yeah. You can get $300 and half a buggy now. 
Yeah. Or that is, yeah. My, I, I mean, it's just ridiculous. My, when my grandma was still alive, we used to, uh, she used to not, she didn't have a car, so, uh, or she didn't used to drive. So um, my mom and I and my other brothers would go and take her out to the grocery store and she'd probably get like a month's worth of groceries mm-hmm. in one go. And same sort of thing. She used to fill up a buggy and probably spend something like 200 bucks, you know. And mm-hmm. but now, I mean, I feel like I get a hand, I get a handful of things. I'm like, I think this is going to be a hundred something dollars. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Well, I remember mom had it down to a science. You could freeze milk. You could freeze bread. Oh, yeah. You could you could do certain things, and that's what she would do. And now she'd have to go get eggs and something else, you know, every week. Right. And she had money for for that. But that that one shopping trip a month, I don't remember the dollar amounts, but right. we had three. Full buggies, mountain yeah. of buggies, and you're just not going to have that anymore. Well, even look at how much, because I've always had a um, a pantry extraordinaire at the house, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've cut that back. Well, I got used to have, you know, when you have three kids, you, it's, you know, you have a pantry. Yeah. You could, someone's always a bottomless pit and wants to eat. Um, Especially my mom with three boys, mm-hmm. all in the... Yeah, same age bracket, basically. But I've gotten, because we were throwing away so much food mm-hmm. because the X dates on food, you know, X dates on food should should be, you know, 6, 12, 18 months, you know, 24 yeah. months on canned goods. Um, that's what you expect. But the foods coming out right now have very short X dates. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we and found... And they go, they go bad fast considering yeah. they have all these preservatives in them. So yeah. we just found that we were throwing away literally garbage bags full of food that we never touched. So nice. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to plan one or two meals. And we've gotten completely away from, you know, the amount of food that was in our pantry, you know, mm-hmm. even a year ago to now is, is night and day. But, you know, it's like I grew up in a blue collar family and my, my parents didn't have money until I was, you know, in my later teenage years. Um, and even on blue collar salaries, you know, because my, my dad built houses and, you know, it was that was seasonal. That was, you know, it's just oh, like yeah. in, in Canada, you, you're doing renovations in the winter and you're building houses in the summer. Um, and there was, you know, there was plenty of lean times. But even on a blue collar budget, I still took horseback riding lessons. I had so many dance lessons. It was ridiculous. My mom was still trying to find out that I didn't have two left feet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Skiing lessons, you know, it's like having a night pass to go to the ski hill. Um, Art lessons, like there was always something going on. And we still did it. It wasn't a burden. And I know, you know, with having three kids, you know, raised in in this environment now over the past decade, there's a lot of stuff I just have to tell the kids, no, can't afford it. And I don't remember my parents ever telling me too much that they couldn't afford stuff. And they weren't earning the kind of money that, that I've had access to. But it was just the overall cost of things just was not the same. Mm-hmm. Well, considering that I love going out to eat, I was very interested in some of these numbers. <laughs> the average mm. meal cooked at a restaurant Uh-oh. compared to your house. Can I guess? Oh wait, compared- what percentage difference? Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say I was going to say I think an average meal at a restaurant is like thirty to thirty-five dollars. Two hundred percent. Three hundred twenty-five percent difference between a commercially prepared meal and a meal prepared at home. Wow. Americans on average spend about thirty six hundred dollars on eating out. 
a year. That's low for what that's I would low. have guessed. Yeah. Me yeah. too. I would have. I would have. That would have been. And that's thing. according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So now, of course, that's an average number. Yeah. And I'm trying to, uh, you know, you don't know now with no this this article's published October 13th. Wow. Very so recent. So this is recent. Now, once again, that depends on what people are where what they're considering going out to eat. That mm. can mean like McDonald's or Burger King. But that's still going out to eat. It's if still you going leave out your to home, eat. it's still but going I mean, out to eat. Right. But that's different than, say, you're going actually to a sit-down restaurant. Remember when pizzas were five ninety nine, six ninety nine, nine ninety nine. Now you go, you know, to any pizza place and the, the cheapest little oh, one 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 pizza is twenty two dollars and then yeah. they, they there's no such thing as free delivery anymore. So no, it's no, like no. for you to order Mm-mm. a pizza and you gotta get the cauliflower oh, crust. <laughs> and the cheesy bread <laughs> with the marinara sauce. <laughs> You're oh, looking yeah. at thirty, forty bucks for mm-hmm. one or two small pizzas. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, it it's... makes it really hard to feed a fa- especially if you've got multiple kids. You can't just order one or two pizzas because somebody doesn't eat pepperoni and one person only eats <laughs> cheese. And Yeah, see, we didn't get those choices. What mom and dad ordered you ate or you yeah. just kind of went on to bed hungry. You, you yeah, don't get yeah. choices. Screw that. You <laughs> no. know, I, I, I used no. to, there was, I remember as a child, I, I went to a, uh, a friend of mine's house to spend a night and his mother uh, was like that. You eat what's on your plate and That's nothing it. is left and it was nothing. I remember mm. it was horrifying, horrifying experience for me because it was like nothing but gristle left, mm. oh, and they wanted you had to eat that, and it was like, oh god, I'm gonna get sick. Dang. Well, but, see, you know, after I left my mom and dad, and I got into my other family, the Italians. Mm-hmm. If you're offered second plate, and you don't take it. They're offended. That's right. Grandma's oh, yeah. going to be offended. Yeah. Right. And you're going to piss off a whole lot of people in that family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ate it. Whether you could believe, or not, you ate it. I believe, right. I, I believe I told the story about how I had my one of my close friends in high school. His grandmother was from Italy. She was like, "What's so wrong with you? You look <laughs> you look unhealthy." I'm like, "I'm look I'm fine." She's like, "No, no." And quite, but I'm not going to lie. She made the the best chicken alfredo I've ever had in my life. And it was the one time where I think I was hungry enough and, and I went back for a second plate and she goes, now nah, we're talking. I was like, all right, all right. But you know, there is no better cook on earth oh, than a little Italian lady. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you what, she was a spitfire, but she was also so sweet. Oh, I grew up in that, I grew up oh, in that yeah. environment. Have, have you ever so. wondered why you can have the exact same recipe as your grandmother mm. if she could tell you the exact measurements. Right. Because normally they didn't. But if you could get the they exact same... They measured with same, their eyes. <laughs> that's yeah. right. If you could do it exactly the way she did it, why did hers always taste better? Because oh. you forgot one ingredient. What's that? And I had a friend of mine. He used to work for a TV station in Baton Rouge. His name was Vernon Roger. And he showed me and proved to me that you forgot, you always forget one ingredient and proved to me that it is a tangible ingredient. Mm-hmm. Why did you cook it? What you mean? Why did you cook that meal? Well, for the family probably because we're hungry. Because okay, you were hungry. Yeah. Why did your grandmother cook it? Because she loved you. Yeah. And she loved, oh, I'm cooking for my babies, and mm-hmm. she's cutting it, and the way she handled the food, and the way she stirred it, and the energy that she put into that food was different than the energy that, and he, Vernon showed, he proved this to me. Mm-hmm. And you forget love. 
You cook it because you're hungry. She cooked right. it because she loved her babies and she wanted to make sure you were happy and loved and everything else. And that's why your food is never as good as your grandmother's. I think that I think a part, a part of that that I've noticed is a lot of uh, it's with anything that can be considered an art form is it's all about feel. Mm-hmm. Is is like if you can feel it, or if you can put a little feel into it, like it just or you know, uh, however you handle it, or however you do things a little differently. If you try and do it fast, or you try and do it, you know, cheap or whatever, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff makes it a little bit differently. Because I feel like the cookie recipe that I have is a lot like that. I we, think, we, I we, think we've forgotten. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You'll have to remind <laughs> us yeah, about yeah, those right, cookies. Right. We've the, forgotten about the cookie. those cookies. We talked the, about that. We talked, yes. we talked about before the show specifically because I made. I recently made a batch and I put a little bit of that uh, Kona pea berry coffee. Uh, let's throw a little. Uh, let me uh, guess. Yeah, yeah. You gave pl- it to your friends. No, 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 no. A little plug in for Volcanica Coffee. Yes. Yeah. It was the freshest beans I had, and I took a few teaspoons. That's one of the secret ingredients in the cookie recipe is a little bit of freshly ground coffee like on an espresso grind but there's a there's a handful of like little secret ingredients i had to make it really nice but i think the big thing is i can give you all that but if you don't really like uh like put the little twist on it or put a little flair into it or a little feel into like the recipe i don't think it'll turn out quite the same way i would have loved that i think i I would have loved to have one of those cookies so would i even though I can't <laughs> taste or smell right now, yeah. maybe that would have been the one I'll thing. Eat yours, oh, then. That, How's that? That, that? Maybe that would put me over the, the edge. catalyst. The, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. that would help me taste again or smell again. What kind of story? How? What an amazing story that would be! Is like you take a bite of the cooker and all of a sudden you're like I'm cured, and it's like yes, that's what I wanted. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I can taste everything now. I'm cured. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, <laughs> that's great. Well, now y'all are getting me hungry talking about <laughs> all this food. Now I got to figure out what <laughs> but, I'm you know, eating tonight. I, maybe maybe that's part of the point of this that it's becoming so expensive to have fun yeah. but a lot of the things that the kids are missing today the real fun maybe doesn't really cost that much money mm. the hanging out and doing things together right. is, is and they're missing that because even like magnus um miranda's son um he, i want to play basketball you don't know how to play basketball i'm gonna play football this year mm-hmm. you don't know how to play football you don't know the first thing about it I'm not spending that kind of money on something you just want to do right. that you're going to get two weeks into it like track and quit because they're making you actually run. Right. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. If you want to find a passion and be passionate about something and do it, I'm a hundred I'm your biggest fan. Right. Let's do it. Right. But just for like we talked about peer pressure and things like that, absolutely not. Yeah. If you have something you really want to do, I'll be your biggest fan. Let's do it. But see, mm-hmm. when we were kids, you could, you one, you learned some of these sports in school. Yes. So you got exposed to doing all these mm-hmm. kinds of exactly. things. You didn't, your, your parents didn't have to pay out of pocket for all of these ad nauseum mm-hmm. um, or otherwise we wouldn't, we maybe wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now it's just, it's a different, it really and truly is a different time. And, um, there's also this level of expectation with kids where it's like if, if our parents paid for something, our butts were going and we were doing it. Mm-hmm. And we would be reminded, no, you're not dropping out because I paid for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, my, my, uh, my parents took me to Las Vegas. I think I was 17. And uh, my mom had bought like Siegfried and Roy tickets and all this. You know, it was a big deal with the White Tigers and everything. And of course, they they did that for the last day of the trip and I was exhausted I am I am not a good tired person 
And I kept falling asleep, nodding I, I off. I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can, I can. You know, I just, I don't, I don't do tired well. And I just, I remember the, the whole time I would nod off and I would get this, you know, because my mom is very small. She's, you know, 5'2", and she's you know, this little lady with these bony elbows. <laughs> and I get this elbow into the side of me. I paid $80 for these oh tickets. Wake gosh. up. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> this show. Yeah. I want to tell a story if I if I can remember it. Right now, my I'm getting tired after my spaceman training. Right, and right. <laughs> but years and years ago, um, I was single, and one of our listeners, his name is Preston. Mm-hmm. He's one of my god kids, and he was in travel baseball. He was younger. Now he's a adult working full time job, busting his ass. Really proud of him. Listening to the show every Listening week. Listening to the show. <laughs> is one of our, he, he actually started from the beginning. Wow. And wow. caught all the way up. We have a couple of people that have done that. They just, and they start wow. from episode one and catch up to us. And I actually, I love that. That's crazy. And he's one of the ones. He, he goes to work and he's got it on his Bluetooth speaker and everybody at his job gets to hear us. And, um, well, his mom had to go, she's a teacher, and she had to go to Washington, D.C. with her, some of her students. And his dad, at the time, owned a landscape company in lawn service. And he got his ass beat by a dog and was in the hospital oh. and everything else. His, they his had dad? Paid, or uh, his, his dad? dad his okay, dad, okay, okay. yeah. And so they had paid this money for him to travel a short distance, but still travel, and go to this travel baseball tournament. And... Here comes Godfather. Mm-hmm. Tony, can mm-hmm. you take him to go do this travel baseball thing? And I'm going, I don't know what to do. I've never been <laughs> part of this. I know nothing about it. And they said, look, here's the itinerary. You have to show up. Here's the games. If they win, you do this. If they lose, you do this. And I was single. And I, you know, I'm just going to throw that out right, there. Right, yeah. Friday night we get there, and they, they know everybody. So they knew something was up when his mom and dad wasn't there traveling and the yeah. brother and sisters were screaming and hollering. There's just one guy here, you know, go Presto, yeah, go woo. Presto, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the, the mother's like, oh, that's so sweet. You're so nice. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you would do this. Friday night, everything was great. Saturday, I got an eye-opening matrix into travel baseball. Oh. Those were the rudest, meanest, ugliest, Ooh. cursingest, yeah. foul people I've ever met in my life. Some of these you see these little old soccer moms on Friday night just so sweet with their little their little hair buns mm-hmm. and their baseball caps and everybody's so sweet. Saturday, they screaming foulness at the umpires, screaming foulness at the other players. And I'm sitting here. My eyes must have been big because <laughs> Pre- Preston was like, Mr. Stoney, you okay? Because you look like you're stunned over there. And I'm like, dude, do you yeah. hear these people? Oh, this is like this all the time, man. We're just, we're just used to this. We just kind of have to ignore it. These Every- were some of the foulest people I've Ever met in my life? Everybody thinks their kid is the next Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you can, um, you can, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what what they're thinking, and they're paying all this money, and their kid stinks. Yeah, your kid's not going to make it. I was, uh, I never hate to tell you, but I was never an athletic type, but I was. uh, I did a lot of 
I've done a lot of camera work, a lot of actors, and I've I've helped out like in acting studios, and I've attended acting classes and improv classes and stuff like that. And uh, it is the very same thing, but with moms or with parents with their uh, oh, they're going to be the next model, the next top model, or the next be the next Tom Cruise or whatever it is. And this kid really doesn't want to be part of it, and he's just I'm like, well, that's the same with what is it the. well, I did that with Magnus. Well, no, what is the, what do, I'm thinking? Help me out here. Oh shit! What you mean? Oh crap! I lost my train of thought. No. Um, what is it with the 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 like the little girls and the dresses? The pageants. Oh, the pageants. pageants. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the beauty pageants. Beauty pageants. Those mothers. Yeah. I mean, they even got TV shows about how evil these mothers are. Yes, that's a very competitive. And, and, and now you're sexualizing arena. these young girls with the makeup and the dresses and the, these sexual dance moves. And I'm like. What the, the John Benet Ramsey yes. effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what exactly the hell what that are you was. doing with these children? Yeah. yeah. Well, we've we've we've, we've when Louisiana. I didn't mean to move yeah. you, but I had we've to over sexualized our children to begin with in yeah. more ways than in this one. Society. Yeah. But when Willie, when when Louisiana still had a very thriving um, acting and movie community. Yeah. Uh, they were filming a lot of things here. There used they to be were. a lot of a big um, tax benefits yeah. for for companies to film here. And I was a part of a handful of projects that was during that time. That, that was a fun time. What was the what was the the place it was behind Costco that kind of closed down. Celtic you can still Studios? Celtic Studios. Yeah. You could rent that. Yeah, and, and they they haven't had anybody well, touch all that. Of, all of my kids had an agent, mm-hmm. and you know you know Magnus is a little you know he's always been a Spitfire right from yeah. right from the get go, and he was one of those kids that when you sit and talk to him, you're like, this kid needs to be in movies because <laughs> he, he looked like he could be Brad and Angelina Jolie's kid. Uh, you know, well, he's got spit, the big spitfire. Is that what we're calling it now? Yes. Behave. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, but he has, you know, he's got these big lips and these big eyes and, and, you know, he was just so animated. Yeah. Everyone was just like, oh my gosh, he's going to, but he would take him for an, uh, for an audition and he would absolutely refuse to cooperate. You, you walk him in, you, you know, and he, and he would be fine talking to anybody, anytime, any place about anything. But as soon as the camera would roll for their test stuff, he would just act like an idiot. And mm-hmm. you're just like, wh- wh- why? <laughs> you know, but it was, <sighs> kids are just different. Yeah. You know, families are different. The money situation is different. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing is that they were, that a lot of the people uh, really thought that their uh, their kid was going to get famous to make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of them. families that did very well here in Louisiana because yeah. their kids were doing some different things. There was a, there's a kid that used to be in one of the classes that apparently has been in a handful of blockbuster films mm-hmm. and has done very well for himself. And it's we, like, hey, we have that's friends awesome. whose kids have done that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So, um, you know, obviously that's not going on now. The, the amount right. of recording, you know, I, I remember what, what was the sequel to, um, the mocking Jay, Remember that that whole oh, series that was, in the uh, Bla- uh, uh, Maze, Maze Runner. Runner. A lot of the people that, that were <laughs> yeah. um, doing the production, like mm-hmm. you know the right the production, uh, the highest end of the production right. of that film. They were all patients uh, at the time in our office, and so you know we were kind of getting firsthand awesome. stories of all that kind of stuff. The character but, that I auditioned for, they they wanted a little more. Uh, racial diversity in the cast that they had mm-hmm. and so i i got the first call back and then of course by the time they had saw the cast they were like we don't need any more white boys so they 
I got kicked out, but that's okay. Mm. Uh, it was still fun though. I got at least a callback, so that, that felt um, reassuring as an actor. So it would have yeah. been nice had um, had Magnus made some money to pay for his oh, college yeah. or yeah, something. Right? But <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Offset <laughs> the cost. And now with all the reports you hear of all this stuff. With pedophilia in, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be afraid to even send him on a commercial yeah, thing. Now. A lot of these yeah. kids are these child actors that they're just they're ruined. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. so ruined now. It's I don't know what is it with that industry that seems to. Oh, I think it's all it's all just vanity. It, 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 the whole I mean, it works off of talent too, but it works off of like you know you get. Some, some you have to be at least pretty or put together or you yeah. Know, but when it comes down but, to producers and directors, ultimate power ultimately corrupts. Yeah. And when you think you're the king, you can do anything you want to, and everybody has to bow down to you. Right. And that just breeds its own sense of entitlement. You or you you owe me. Well, to tie that to what was it called? The uh, not to interrupt. What, what they used to call it back in the the casting couch. The casting yes. couch. See, you're st- you can still read my mind. Even if he can't read his own. If I, yeah, thank you. Even if I can't read my own mind, you can read my mind. Ian, give me, give me a day. That's awesome. Yeah, but but you know that's what it was. It was the casting couch. You know, you had to sleep with somebody to get that role. Right. Right. Really? Come on. You know, it's probably still going on now. Probably still is. Just I, I think after Harvey Weinstein, it may have. Well, it's, it's probably it's just like everything else. It's probably yeah. changed. You know, yeah. right? Epstein Island was filled with more casting couch stuff and getting dirt on people. And well, everything Epstein else. Island was a CIA front, so that was a whole another thing of how much dirt we can get on people and record it and blackmail them with it. So, but, you know, with with everything that we've discussed tonight. Um, it just, it may, it just, you just wonder what, what is going to happen. I look at just, you know, looking at entertainment because that was, that was how we kind of got started on tonight's, uh, you know, down the, the rabbit hole tonight. Um, look at how much Hollywood has changed yeah. in the, in the three years post pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they pretty much stopped making the big Hollywood blockbuster well, movies. Um, you know, how much is the whole is the writer strike. The writer yeah. strike oh, yeah. is going yeah. on. That's a good point. And the actor strike. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they had they had a from what I now again, this is probably old knowledge. I'm not super up to date on a lot of it. But like with the last thing that I heard was that they had all they had a uh, they had a meeting with all the big CEOs, all the big executives. And we're going to come to a conclusion. And then whenever everyone came back to the table the CEOs had apparently uh, the offer they made was worse than the original offer they made whenever the whole strike was beginning. So now they're like, now it just feels like we're way back to square one. So who knows what's going to happen? Well, but, but, but I think it's I interesting. I think the industry see. has changed. Because remember yeah. in the 80s and the 90s and even up until the early 2000s, when a movie came out, you would hear, oh, they did 50 million, 100 million. You know, it's like you yeah, would hear look. these massive amounts and you would hear of stars earning a hundred million dollars a movie or you know yep. it's like they signed a 17 million dollar contract and that was routine now that that's not well, going it's on it's changed anymore. how they got paid a lot of the actors when they saw these big blockbuster movies making 500 to a billion dollars over the life and cd money yeah. now that everything is on streaming services they're not making that kind of money but right. they would write in okay i'll get a hundred thousand dollars cash, but I want twenty three percent of the total revenues of the movie. Yeah. 
Well, that's what this strike is about mm-hmm. is all of the money now is in streaming services and they aren't making the kind of big blockbuster movies and COVID killed people going well, to the movies. Well, look at how many theaters we've seen yeah. that are empty or that empty. are only open on weekends Is that now? what led, if I'm thinking back when this whole, you know, just writer strikes mm-hmm. uh, happened, uh, I mean, that kind of led to reality TV. Mm-hmm. You think about it, like yeah. the, the survivors and the amazing race type programming that well there is is no script tv all started on cable because it was cheaper for cable to put together shows like that where Mm -hmm. they were paying people uh well there's a term for it um uh a flat rate you know how they like there's like actors get a certain like then there's a low rate that you have to get um and and that's what they pay you know i i have friends that were on reality tv back in the 80s the early mtv stuff um and yeah, yeah, they they mm-hmm. they did those shows. Um, it's now I think a lot of the a lot of cable networks, and I haven't had TV in like five years, so right. I'm completely out of the loop on what is on TV. But um, a lot of a lot of the like you won't ever see another show like Friends or like Seinfeld or right. or any of these things because people aren't putting the money and they're not they're not creating the cast ensembles, and a lot of the shows that are going on are on pay-per-view type shows, like they're direct to Netflix, they're direct to stars. Right. Um, so you have to subscribe to a certain channel just to get it because they're not putting a lot of good new content on regular TV. And that's if you even keep TV. How many people have unhooked from that? Right. Well, it's just... It's not people, worth it. people have always wanted their... I think they've always... Now that streaming has allowed this kind of format... People have always, I remember you just say, I wish I got all these channels, but I only watch like three of them. Yeah. Why can't I just pay for the channels I want? Now, 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 now it's streaming. Exactly. It's, I had Dish, Dish Network or DirecTV. I had, I had one of the two and it it got to be $150 a month. And I was just like, yeah, I'm noping out of this one Mm -hmm. because. Literally, it was only there for the kids to watch SpongeBob, oh, but and I wasn't there, paying one hundred and fifty dollars a yeah. month for SpongeBob. And you're finding what you, you're you're spending more time clicking through the damn channels to find something to watch yeah. than you are actually yeah. watching the damn TV. I have Direct TV, and I and it's the vast majority of it I don't even watch. Really, at mm-hmm. all? I don't know. I had Dish Network because I I don't watch a lot of sports, but I want to make sure I'm able to watch my LSU football game. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my one sports indulgence is every week and especially this year because I'm 59 years old and I've been going to LSU home games for 60 years because I think my mom was pregnant with me the first time I went to an <laughs> LSU football game. I can't go this year. Yeah. So I want to make sure I watch it. So I was spending, you know, if you have Dish Network and you wanted to make sure you got every game, you had to get this package, this package, and this package, it was 200 and something dollars a month. Jeez. And I'm pay- and I'm like, finally, I just said, no, I'm done. I yeah. can't do this. And I just, I don't watch enough TV. Okay. I'd rather read a book, listen to a book, do a podcast, do mm-hmm. research for a podcast, right. than I would waste time watching TV. Yeah. That's driving a lot of, I mean, just like ESPN. Mm-hmm. I mean, just you yeah. look how much that I makes love, up. I love that um, services like Disney Plus that have a few different platforms underneath them are able to bundle it all together and I, w- I wish that there was I mean I, I don't like this well I'm saying this 
in like a utopia where I know this never would probably work out the same way because it would be like a monopoly and it would be awful. But like I think it would be good like if there was a way to like consolidate a few of them. Like Mm -hmm. for instance, you have Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus. Right. You can pay a little bit extra to get a whole package of all of them. And I was like, that's cool. I'm not going to use Hulu or ESPN Plus. I just pay for Disney Plus because. Mallory loves all the Disney stuff. I love Star Wars stuff. And we're both okay with Marvel stuff. So I'm like, you, you I can like justify. You like Star Wars? You've never said that before. Do, oh, do you I've, like I've Star Wars? I've said it once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so like... Joking so I, about the drinking game, when we first started uh, the podcast, yeah, that yeah. people would have a drinking game that if Ian mentioned <laughs> Canada or Star Wars, right. he had to do a shot. No! <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but anyways, like I, I think I think it'd be nice if there yeah. was other ones like that that you could mm-hmm. probably have. You know, you pay for a service and you have. I know my Netflix mom subscribes. You know, and she is the least technical person. She's you know, yeah. she subscribes to a few different individual channels. I think she gets like the Gaia one, and she yeah. gets like stars or something for you know one of the one of the shows that she likes to watch, like Outlander or yeah. something. Well, I mean, and you I mean, know, if, it's if you remember, what was the. Game of Thrones. Oh, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Everybody wanted HBO at the yep. time oh, because yeah. Game of Thrones was on. So and now it's Max. Now it's Max. Now it's Max. I it's think just the last Max. time was when True Blood was on. When I last subscribed to an individual channel for mm. something was to get True Blood. And that was, year, you know, that probably was close to 10 years ago when that wow. when that was happening. Uh, I, so. I pay way too much for this kind of stuff. <laughs> I just, we don't much. watch TV. We don't watch TV. Yeah. The, um, I, whenever I whenever I left home and I was getting my first apartment by myself, and I think I've told the story before about getting my own internet package, I was like, I don't need TV channels, I don't need a phone line, I don't need anything. I just but you could get it bundled, right? I could, and and, <laughs> and the guy the n- guy was as nice as he could be. He was trying to get me to package all together for sports stuff, and I was like, I'm gonna be real with you. Look, look at me, look at me in the eyes right now. All I want is the fastest internet because that's all I'm gonna use. And he was like. But and I was like, I, I, I just don't want you to waste your breath and waste your time because at the end of the day, it's going to be no. I'm coming here for this package right here. That's all I want, hands down. I just want to be real with you. And he's like, all right, we can do that. And I was like, cool. That's all I needed to hear. Because I was like, I don't want you to sit here and give me a whole spiel about cable packages because I'm, I'm, I'm never going to use it. I, I never have because at that point in time at home, I had never I mean, used yeah. it. You, you could like, give Miranda and I the top tier dish network with every uh-oh. single channel on the planet. Right. And we wouldn't use it. <laughs> it would be such a waste. Yeah. We might is. watch a movie once, three, four times a month, max, yeah. if that. Now, in my younger days, I did watch um, Law & Order before yeah. bed every oh, night. Yeah. That was, my, on, that my, was on. You know that ching ching? Yeah, yeah. My mom was, was a C- CSI. She mm-hmm. used to love CSI. She had all the and seasons. I liked well, MASH. I, I loved MASH. MASH. Oh, yeah. MASH was great. Yeah. I think one of the one of the places I lived in Houston, I moved into an apartment, and um, the they cable company had never turned off the cable from the previous renter. No way. <laughs> and so I had fr- free cable for the year and a half that I was in that place. So that was that was pretty sweet because back then, that. what was cable? Probably sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's never been cheap. Yeah. But it's it's gotten ridiculous now. My my brother, oh, I know how much. I my brother had an apartment and uh, and he couldn't afford uh, Wi Fi. Um. Or, or I think he his roommate had Wi-Fi. I don't know what was the whole situation, but his neighbor had Wi-Fi. Unsecured. And, but, and unsecured. <laughs> and so he used to just he used to steal his internet for, you know, because he had like a little wireless adapter in his computer or whatever. And I was like, I mean, hey, you know, uh, is what it is. But anyways. Well, it's um, so expensive today. You know, yeah. the topic of the show is, is ex- yeah. how expensive is it just yeah. to we have We pay $130 fun. a month for internet. Yeah. 
Really? 130. Mm-hmm. Wow. What what do you pay? 100. Okay. Flat. Yeah. Yeah, Cox? but we got we rent the box and No, you don't well, we don't pay for it. Yeah, we the rent box. the box. Okay. We rent the box. That's why we were able to change it and not get charged because we rent the box. Okay. Okay. So. Yep. Well, it did go up, even though I, it was not supposed mm-hmm. to. It went up to another ten dollars. I thought you were going to call them. I have. Oh, well, when do I have the time? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, they <laughs> always go up. Well, we of don't course. watch TV. I you know. should yeah, have yeah, the time. Yeah. That's all good. I bought <laughs> my own boxes, so that's probably what what it is. Well, so. they're, they're, that's good and bad. Except I found out that the cable company in our area, yeah, their boxes are designed to break every year, wow. every year in three months. So you wind up buying one mm-hmm. every year, every year in six months or something. You have to buy a new box. Right. But if you rent it, you're going to spend a little bit less than if you have to go out and buy right. a top-tier box. So uh, Yeah, I bought both the the modem and the router. I bought those separately, and I got them at Best Buy. So I got mm-hmm. two different ones that I've had for a long time that I... And they work like just lot. fine. Yeah, yeah. But that's also because I, 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 I'm also able to, able to nitpick a little bit because I know what I want. So it's like I want this one specifically for this reason. I got a different like a router. I'm a more of a technical kind of person, so I wouldn't recommend that to everybody. But for me, I, I was able to do a little work on it. But that's probably why I get a little cheaper. But anyways, we all just need to win the lottery. Apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I, tr- I buy tickets all the time. Oh. Doesn't seem to ever work out for me. Well, hmm. you know. Hmm. I think the lottery just who's that? Somebody in California? California. Yeah, one point seven eight billion or something. I yeah. would disappear. I would well, disappear for a handful I, I of think months. I, just... Speaking of talking about taxes <laughs> and that kind of stuff, I think they did a breakdown. If uh, if you would have wanted here that same job, I think you would instantly walk away with about four hundred twenty-two million. Damn. That's not a lot. So they're taking 65% and But Well, if you take the lump. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. Yeah. If you take, because most people take the lump sum, right? That's, that's around 50 to so 65%. They, right. So you take that, and then you then take you lose state half in taxes. to federal taxes. And then now if you live in a state that has state taxes, you're going to pay state taxes. Mm-hmm. Depending on what that amount is. I think it came down to about four hundred twenty million. I could live on four hundred twenty million dollars. Oh, sorry. I know I could. I would leave out. I would. I. I feel like if I was to get that kind of money, I would leave out a little bit of money for friends and family, and I would disappear for like six months. Oh, we would have one hell of a studio. I'm just telling. No, but I was going to tell not, you, we not, would have a hell of a not studio. Not immediately. Not immediately. <laughs> I like. I. I, w- I want to wait for the dust to settle down, and I want to wait for. Where all would the, you go? I would disappear. I would, I would, I would, that kind of money, I would make it happen. I, I would, would be I, Sweetwater's I, best friend. Ah, you're 100%. Sweetwater is, they, they yeah, do us you. Now, what you do, that's right. when you call them and say, look, bring a crew That's down what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like I said, I would wait for every, for all the people, the publicity, all the grabby hands, all that kind of stuff, wait for all that dust to settle. And then once enough time has passed, I'd come, I'd sneak my way back in and then I'd start upgrading everything and, you know, Settling debts well, that's and where you, handing when out. When you show fun. up to to collect your check, if yeah. you're wearing one of those inflatable dinosaur costumes <laughs> or something, so nobody can see who you look yeah, like. Right, right. <laughs> well, anyways, is there anything else we want to touch on for this episode? Or are we, no, are we uh, good? It's expensive to it have is. fun now. Yes, it really it is. is. Just just to live life and do normal fun stuff. It's so expensive. I mean, yeah. I remember when I was young. You could go to two concerts, three mm-hmm. concerts a month if you wanted to. If you right. really wanted to, you could hit multiple concerts. 
now you got to save up all year maybe to do one concert. Yeah. Unless you're a Taylor Swift fan, and then you got it. That's five years. You know, you got I mean, to say. I, I love the band Paramore very much, and they came down to New Orleans, and I really wanted to go. But buying, you had to buy, they forced you to buy two or three tickets at a time. You couldn't buy just one. And the amount plus taxes and all the other stuff, processing fees online, it was enough money where I, at the time, I considered not going because mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, that's a. Yeah. That's, that's a lot a, of money. That's a lot of money. But I but I love that band so much. And I was like, man, I'd be so because they don't come around a whole whole lot. And I was like, I'd be so sad if if I missed out on an opportunity because they just released a new album. So it's gonna be really cool. And I was like, oh, I just really want to go. Mm-hmm. But I did. I I did. I Maller and I bought the tickets and it was really it was really great. But I definitely was like, oh, man, that's a Friday. I'm taking Miranda to the movies and we're probably gonna go to our favorite restaurant and eat. So love it. That would be Friday. So tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to go to the bank and get a small <laughs> loan right, right, right. and stuff so I can take her out. <laughs> yeah. Now, Mallory and I, because we both we both have off on Saturdays, usually Saturdays is always our day, and a lot of times I, I have I have realized um, I have to set aside uh, a, a more money than I originally anticipated for our Saturday excursions because mm-hmm. it's always a little bit more than I thought it was going to be. And, it's, and that's happened in like the past like two, three sure. years. In the past couple of years, like I used to have a set amount of money where I'm like, we can go out and have dinner and have fun and go to the store or whatever, you know, buy something nice and it was okay. But I've noticed the past, you know, handful of months or so, I've been like, man, I'm this past Saturday was a little you more expensive than I, I thought it was. We've been on a weight, weight loss journey for the past year. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we do in a lot of restaurants, not always, but probably half the time, is we'll share an entree. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and it does help with the way mm-hmm. that things have, you know, it's it's not the reason why we do it. We just right, do it because right. we don't want to eat unnecessary calories because it's right in front of us. Right. Um, but it, it has been an easier way for us to go out and afford to go out and do things because yeah. we are sharing you know, and, and we don't drink, so Mm-mm. that that's also right, right. That makes no, us well, a cheap date. Yeah, I can tell you <laughs> about that. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody has a Texas Roadhouse around them, Mallory and I do that at the Texas Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. There's, they get a whole bunch of rolls. We get two sides with a big old steak or whatever, and the same thing. We'll just cut it's right a, down the that's middle. What, that's that's our little place. Texas what Road, what, what's his name? Carson with a K. Yes, Carson, uh, with, a K. Carson <laughs> with a K is the best server on the planet. Wow, at yep. the Texas Roadhouse. At Texas oh, nice. Roadhouse. He does an excellent yeah. job. Everybody ask for Carson with a K. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, well. going out cheap. That's when you spend money, when you buy liquor. Because mm-hmm. oh. I like to have a nice glass of wine or two yep. when I eat yeah. dinner. So now you talk about someone who goes out to eat. Yeah, and you got a glass and of wine. You, you didn't liquor. mention that when we were doing our other figures. So. <laughs> yeah. Now well, the money starts. And then if you want to tip. Of course. And I like to tip well because when I go to these restaurants, I want them to know me. Right, of course. And they say. She's looking at Miranda's looking at me because I'm the same. Way. Yeah. You yep. know, come, you know, they're like, oh, how you doing, Jason? Yeah. But you double it when you're on a date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, well got, a, guys, guys pay, you know. Oh, you're right. Like, you're that's right. the. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's for me. You picked like a, up the tab a couple of times, I, I, baby. I do, but you it's. pick it up every once uh, in a while. Traditional gender roles. The yes. guy the guy usually pays. I haven't so. been on a date in a while, so. Oh, well, you better you better that. save up for the next one you do. Yeah, uh, I tell you, because I know how much money I was spending on the last one off. Yeah, uh, and it, it especially adds up quick, especially if you buy some wine. Oh, that's a big thing. Well, yeah. you buy a bottle. I know. Well, you know, and yeah. uh, so 
Yeah, yeah I spend a lot, but I, I do. do. I do Happy tip that I'm well. A cheap date, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I tip well, and they they I, uh, they thank they, you, they Jesus. They're like, oh, Mr. Jason, yeah, you're here. You're yes, here. yes, yes. I I agree with that. I I I, I, I do reward uh, the waitresses that 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 they do a very good job. My big thing right. is is don't let my drink get empty. <laughs> okay, if you make sure my drink is not empty, I'm going to tip you well. There you go. We have a couple of restaurants that he'll even say, just bring me my glass, because he'll, he'll always, you know, have his, his Coke Zero when we go out. Right, right. And he'll be like, bring me a Coke Zero with light ice and bring me another one with no ice. And I'll just keep filling yeah. it up. And you just you just keep the second one filled yeah, yeah. and I'll be good all night and I won't have to ask you for anything. Wow, there you go. He's got it down to a <laughs> science. He does. Well, some places you know that they're just overworked. They get of too course, many yeah, tables yeah. and it's hard for them to keep up on that. Yeah. So it's like if you can preempt it, they know they're going to get a big tip. It's no skin off their nose to bring you two cups. Right. Okay, so we're talking about all this food. What am I oh, eating tonight? Yeah. What are you going to eat tonight? <laughs> my, every, I feel like everyone Give has, me a suggestion. What are, what are your options? Where, where would well, you go at this time of I don't know. Night? I mean, is it going to be like a Subway night, or is it going to be like know. a actually like go somewhere and eat? My, the, I feel like everyone has like a certain thing that they like to do at like a restaurant or they, like a little like a little thing that they have like like Stony has. Mine is always uh, is uh, extra stuff plates like whatever it may be i usually will always set it on the corner of the table and i'm like it, like as long as like everything that's on that corner is, is, is safe for you to take you don't got to ask me you don't got to worry about it you can just come by and grab it and there's a few places that that mallory and i go to that it's like that because i don't like having a whole bunch of stuff around me just kind of so well, everything's what, empty i'm just like I'm just my, my oldest and, two kids so. have worked as servers you know throughout high school yeah. and then throughout university and into now and I know that when I eat out with them, because they have been servers for eight, nine years, yeah, um, they're they're constantly stacking things and moving it to <laughs> yeah, the side right. and, and organizing it. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they, they try to make life Force as easy habit. as possible for whatever server that we have. So what's, what's your thing, Jason, at yeah. a restaurant? What's your thing? As far as what? My Coke Zero <laughs> and Phil, Ian's is stacking stuff. Yeah, what, yeah. What's yours? Well, I mean, I, I just like, I like to interact and, okay. and have them talk and have conversation. Right. Do you tell them uh, about the podcast? I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I share, do you whip I, out the, the dot card? I have the dot uh, card. I'm always pushing that. And, uh, but yeah, I like to, uh, I do. That's probably where I spend that. I enjoy eating good food. Yeah. That yeah. is what I like to do. Of course. And I'm not a McDonald's Burger King person. Yeah. What? Okay, so I me. guess what are you in the mood for tonight? What do you? Or I guess what? Well, you? that's. I think I might do spaghetti. <laughs> I might try to go do some spaghetti and meatballs. Fun. Okay. Where would you do that? At? Moon Johnny's. A little. Mm, uh, yeah, places around my house. Okay. You got a little glass of wine. See, with up until Stoney's <laughs> accident, we were foodies. So <laughs> he can't yeah. taste anything right now. So that means can't tough. taste or smell anything. Gosh. I mean, normally tonight I would probably be doing actually a burger and fries and a and a beer. There you go. The burger and fries sounds good, but that yeah, that, good. I probably that's that's what I'd be eating tonight. There's normally. a few See, there's places. There's nowhere to eat where we live right now, so you have yeah. to you have to travel. Well, there's a, there's a few like craft burger places that have some. I mean, they make some mean burgers, and it's so good. And that well, you'll have to give good. us a short list because everywhere I know out here just sucks. Really? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess on that note, we should go ahead and wrap this up so that way Jason can get some dinner. Yeah. So We'd I'm like to <laughs> remind everybody um, on October the 30th. Right. Get ready. We have a big episode coming. 
um, on the Israeli conflict. Right. Set and if you calendars. have certain questions that you would yeah. like to ask um, Rabbi Barry mm-hmm. about the conflict or about right. what Absolutely. is going on, because Americans want to know how how it's going to affect America and how it's mm-hmm. affecting Americans and how it's affecting Israelis and how it's yep. affecting the world. If you have certain questions you would like us to ask, please post it on our Facebook page right. or at Get yeah. Offended Together. You want right. to give us the whole... The Facebook page yes. is a uh, forward slash retrospect pod. You can type in retrospect pod on most social media platforms and should be able to find it. But the email is getoffendedtogether at gmail.com in case you have some more uh, longer uh, and, and remember, when you're listening to us, give a, give us uh, five stars. Yeah. Give a, you know, Apple Podcast and, and Spotify, yeah. I think, both have a way to give five stars. Yeah. And, and, you know, share us. You know, talk yeah. about us to your friends. Help us get the message out. You right. know, everything you do helps us out. And um, we love, you know, doing this for y'all. And okay. we're, we're having a great time. And, and help us get the message out. I'm, pretty sure, out. I, I'm pretty sure I can speak for everybody and say I appreciate the fact that... Um, I feel like our listeners have really been pushing the podcast out yes. to a oh, lot yes. of people. The podcast is growing, and it's great to see that in the numbers, and I really appreciate it, and I think we all do. So mm-hmm. anyways, until next week, thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everyone. God bless. Take care. You're the best. Peace. Peace.